listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It is Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original 16. My name's Ryan Schweitzer, Craig Boschman, joining us on the podcast as well. Happy to have you along for uh, another week here. One where we're going to spend lots of time talking with uh, Swift Current Bronco head coach Dean Brockman. Yeah, not only for our uh, weekly coaches segment, but uh, since the trade deadline has uh, been gone for about two weeks now, I wanted to kind of get his thoughts on the, the whole process of the trade deadline, you know, Heading into it, uh, the mindset of it, the moves that were made, just kind of some insight about uh, the thought process with him and Chad Leslie, the Broncos head scout, who was in the the war room, so to speak, uh, throughout the trade deadline. So some really cool insight, uh, some uh, you know information on some of the new players and new prospects the team acquired and kind of the mindset moving forward. So a really uh, great and uh, informative chat with Dean Brockman. And also five players on the uh, roster that will finish the year with letters on their jerseys as well. Kind of a surprise announcement coming in regards to the new leadership group. Yeah, and uh, you know I think it's a good choice. I mean, Jackson Koleski is a heck of a story with uh, being a free agent pickup and uh, kind of playing his way into a top-line role here and now gets to be the team captain. A really awesome story for him. Uh, the the alternate captains, I mean, Hayden Osterov is a pretty obvious choice. Guy's got 225 games in the league. And then Eric Houck, a second-year guy who kind of thrives in that uh, you know penalty kill type role, that grinder style. Uh, and then two rookies with Aiden Bolch and Hendrick DeClerc, uh, two guys who have kind of burst onto the scene here in the WHL in their rookie season. So all around, I think there were great choices. Uh, all five of those guys, very deserving and uh, happy for, for all five of them. All right, throughout the podcast, we're going to be talking about a big night tomorrow night at the Innovation Credit Union IPlex that includes the Players' Choice Charity Night. Now, earlier this year, we polled the players and asked them what charity they would like to support for a game night this year. And uh, the players voted and landed on Kids Sport. Yeah, so we're not only there, not only Kidsport is going to be taking donations at a table in the lobby, but uh, there's also going to be a used equipment sale going on. Uh, sticks, goalie pads, I mean a full set of goalie gear, blocker, trapper, pads for 250 bucks. Like you're not going to get a better deal. If you're a, a beer league goalie, you need some new pads, come on down to the IPlex on Friday before the game. Uh, half the proceeds from that used equipment sale will go towards Kids Sport, and anyone who buys used equipment or donates $5 or more will get entered to win a team signed jersey from the Broncos as well. The goal is to raise $1,500 uh, for Kids Sport, which will help cover the cost for three kids for minor hockey registration. So we're looking forward to that. And the last time the team had a used equipment sale, they probably sold like 50 sticks. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure they'll make enough money. Yeah, and, and you know, with uh, lots of used equipment piles up over the years back in the dressing room there, and uh, we're running low on storage. So this segment brought to you by 24-7 Self Storage. If you find yourself in a similar situation <laughs> to the Swift Kern Broncos running low on storage, then give them a call. Uh, if we don't move some of this goalie gear, I imagine we will be going and touching the screen at 24-7 and possibly looking at other storage options so hopefully people take care of that and uh, take some of that used equipment off of our hands and uh, support kids sport in the process tomorrow night we we're just laughing because i almost knocked our recording uh, box off the couch here and onto the floor swites with a nice diving glove stop so uh yeah it's gonna be a fun night on friday moose jaws in town uh we got dean brockman for our coaches segment to talk about that game as well on the weekend ahead with the double header as uh, we roll on through our podcast it is broncos this week brought to you by original 16 you're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. 
It's the coaches segment on Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman, along with head coach uh, Dean Brockman. Dean, uh, last night, uh, it was a fun one here at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex, but uh, just coming up a little bit short against one of the top-ranked teams in the nation. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, you know, we obviously defended too long, and Isaiah was great. But, uh, you know, I did. we did some good things. Uh, you know, all the goals that uh, we gave up last night were just, uh, you know, were very preventable. And just little puck touches here and there, and, uh, you know, just that urgency to put pressure on them at times, uh, you know, cost us. I, I thought our, our t- team hung in there for the most part and uh, you know what uh, obviously our goaltending gave us a chance but I think in saying that uh, you know some of our younger guys showed that they can play with you know some of the best players in the league. Just kind of a matter of maybe bearing down a bit you think when it comes to chances to get the puck out of the zone and down the ice and kind of away from danger? Yeah well an example of that I think you know not even in our own zone but uh, you know we had uh, three glorious opportunities good looks uh, you know to put pucks on net and and have a chance to score and we missed by you know by feet not inches so you know those are things uh, you know even in our own zone uh, I think it was maybe their fourth goal we got five guys on the puck you know just not that you know aggression to to get pucks out we threw it right to them and you know they score the fourth goal so you know and there's there's the game winner I I think you know that's those are things that you know just can't happen and you know they've been happening and I think a little bit you know for us is that confidence or that ability to make those plays under pressure and we've talked about that all year Uh, you know we hope that some of our young guys are are progressing and getting better and I think they are you know I think uh, you know those are things that uh, are easily correctable um, if you have the skill and the mindset that you want to do it. Yeah, and it, how is it managing that as coaches? Because you have those situations where you are missing those chances, uh, you know, missing the net on odd man rushes and whatnot. It, is, is that a tough challenge for the coaching staff? Because it's, it's tough to duplicate that game situation in practice. Well, it is and it isn't. I think, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, pucks under pressure you do small area games to to try and you know get them comfortable in tight spaces I think you know you try and stay as positive as you can and just show them little ways or little deficiencies that you know to protect the puck a little bit better you know be a little bit harder on it this time of the year it's tough because your schedule's so busy that your practice time is limited but in saying that uh, video is a great resource uh, you know guys willing to learn you know obviously there's things that they can do off ice too to get you know stronger and better and usually the season is about maintaining and not increasing but you know at the same breath you still have to maintain and I think you know for our guys uh, you know they're getting bigger better and stronger and uh, we just have to stay the course and and preach confidence and and ability and and stay positive speaking of guys getting better I know how high you were on Sam McGinley when you made that move earlier this year Uh, he has all of a sudden become a top pairing defenseman for you guys got his second goal of the year uh, last night and he's really just relied on in every single game situation now yeah you know what uh, with our back end uh, being depleted as it is it's uh, you know put a lot of pressure on the youngster but he's responded pretty well and uh, you know it's tough Uh, you know you wish you didn't have to play him the minutes that you did so that you know he had a little bit more energy energy to uh, jump up into the play like he did on the first goal. But, yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a real good player there. We have to stay with him. And, again, staying positive. Uh, those young guys that are writing exams now, trying to balance the schedule, you know, it's they have to stay focused. And, you know, it's a difficult thing to do, but that's the grind of the Western Hockey League. Yeah, it seems as though a, a bit of an injury bug and a sickness bug is working its way through your dressing room. Uh, teams go through this. Uh, you know, how are the boys weathering the storm? And uh, nice to see Chase Lacombe back in the lineup last yeah. night as well. Yeah, no. 
no, sorry to cut you off there, Ryan. But, yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I mean, he's one of our AP guys, and, uh, you know, we had to throw Svenny on the back end. You know what, that is a part of the game. But, you know what, it creates opportunities for other guys to step up and, and play minutes and play in certain situations. So, yeah, it's difficult and it's frustrating. Uh, you know, certainly it is when you're you're watching, uh, you know, a couple of guys that, uh, you know, maybe just can't do the things that you want them to do. But, you know, in the same breath, uh, you know, our team stayed positive and, you know, we found a way to stay in the game. Jackson got a big goal late and, uh, you know, certainly, again, you know, we had guys in situations that we didn't want them to be in, but due to injuries, they were there. Uh, next game, right uh, back in action tomorrow. Got the Moose Jaw Warriors for a home and home, and there are no easy games in the WHL. However, uh, Moose Jaw is not quite as high in the standings as Edmonton is, so uh, more of a bit of an even matchup this weekend. Well, you know what? We're we're going to approach the game as we did, you know, the same as we would every other team in the league. I think, uh, you know, we want to you want to execute your game plan, and uh, you know what, Moose Jaw's do for a win too. So, I mean, for us, again, it's going about business, making sure that guys are ready to go. You know, making sure that uh, you know we got guys that uh, you know are put in the right situations, and yeah, you know what, uh, it should be a fun, fun weekend. I think uh, you know back to back, you know Moose Jaw's arrival, they're just down the road. You know what, we'll try and execute a game plan to get a couple of wins. There's been a lot of newsworthy happenings with the uh, Swift Current Bronco organization over the past few weeks, what with the trade deadline and the naming of a new leadership group. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come right back to uh, discuss that momentarily. This is Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original 16. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast presented by Original 16. Time now for our featured interview segment, and uh, we are once again joined by Broncos head coach Dean Brockman, and we're going to do a bit of a trade deadline uh, in-depth recap. Uh, Dean, just to kind of kick things off, I'm just wondering kind of how stressful and how, uh, how much time management is involved within that sort of time frame for people in your position. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a 24-hour day thing. I think uh, you're always thinking on how you can make the team better, whether, uh, you know, for us, it's obviously the future. Um, yeah, you're you're constantly, it's on your mind uh, day in, day out. I think it is as the regular season is. And you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing, uh, even though it may sacrifice uh, some more long-term or short-term pain. You know, a long-term gain is really what we're after. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it can be stressful, but in the same breath, uh, you have to embrace it. I think uh, if you start to panic or, or get frustrated with things you can or can't do, uh, you know, you lose focus on what really the task at hand is. And, you know, for us, uh, you know, we, we were pretty clear in the, you know, with our with our group, the direction that I wanted to go with things. If if we could gain picks, uh, you know, to stockpile them or or do things that we need to do to create opportunities for us to get players down the road, I think that was the most important part. And uh, you know, as tough as it was, uh, you know, we lost a couple of key members of our team that you know we liked, but. You know, for us, uh, we needed to go forward. I think one of the most talked about moves around the league at the trade deadline, and the word blockbuster was thrown around, was that deal with uh, with the Everett Silvertips. Uh, you say goodbye to a, a former team captain and uh, a high prospect Euro, but you get that uh, a few pieces, including that all-important first-round pick. How huge was it to get that pick? Well, for us, uh, it was something, uh, you know, I had circled a long time ago when I got the job. I thought it was so key. Uh, the talent level in this province in the 05 and 06 draft is, is really huge. 
Um, you know, we, we were after it for a long, long time. I can tell you that, uh, we've explored lots of different options, tried with, uh, you know, trying to get Joel last year, trying to get that pick in that age group. And we just couldn't quite, you know, get that done at that time. And, you know, it was always on our mind, uh, you know, how and, and the way to do it. And, you know, for us, it was, it was big. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids to like in this province and not saying that that pick's going to come from here, but, you know, it gives us that opportunity or option to get that. And, you know, I'll be honest, it was really hard to let those two guys go. You know, Casper, as we can see, is going to be a drafted player to the NHL. Uh, however, and saying that, you know, we get to pick, you know, and you know, another Euro if we decide to do that, uh, you know, come this June, uh, you know, Ethan, uh, you know, I'll, uh, you know, it's really kind of I'm speechless on that. He's one of a kind person, uh, one of a kind player. Um, you know, that was one of the hardest deals. Uh, I've been doing deals in the league for not in this league, but in leagues for 20 years. And, you know, I just took my breath away when I signed the piece of paper and, you know, and communicating with Ethan throughout the whole process, uh, you know, it was just, you know, just a class A person. Um, yeah, I, it's it's. To me, it's a, I don't want to really get emotional about it, but I am. And I think uh, everyone needs to understand that he's a great kid, a great person, and a great player. And uh, he's not a kid anymore. He's a man. Uh, you know what? He manned up. Uh, we wanted to put him in a situation where he could have some playoff success. He's a great leader. I think, uh, you know, shy but uh, confident and, and wanting to do things right on a daily basis Uh you know, I can't say enough about him. And, you know, with Casper, uh, you know, it's a little easier to let go because of the fact that, you know, you get that pick later down the road. But, you know, another guy that's going to have success, uh, you know, in the pro someday. Uh, a deal like that I know doesn't come together quick. And it was it a matter of earlier in the season, things kind of start off talking, you put on the back burner until the trade deadline comes around. I mean, when did the talks really start to heat up on a deal like that? Well, uh, to be honest with you, deals are always on the table, uh, you know, all the time. And uh, it's it's really a matter of, you know, trying to put the pieces together and what's right for both teams. And I think for them, with their group this year, they needed that assurance of those guys. And, uh, yeah, I know it, it takes time. I think, uh, you know, throughout the whole you know process, uh, you know, Ethan was a big part of many teams, uh, you know, desires. And, uh, you know, when you can try and manipulate some certain situations uh, you know it helps I guess but uh, yeah it, it's a process and, and you know what uh, you know a lot of teams are, are, are really good to deal with and, and when you want what you want you, you have to kind of massage things in certain ways and you know what if it helps them it helps us down the road and uh, we're, we've been always trying to do that and, and fair with teams that are you know in that process of trying to win a championship and they know where we're at uh, we know where we're at and you know when we want the asking price of that and um you know gary was great to deal with so yeah it's uh, it's a long process uh, you're always pounding away at it inch by inch and uh, you know we thought uh, you know it was the time in talking with fans around the rink last night one of the subjects of discussion was uh, we're not sure if there's ever been a better player claimed off waivers in the league than than dj jerome you know he he was a guy that shook loose that uh, i'm sure you were happy to jump on eh yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, it was a little tougher to do because we had the 20-year-old spots there. And uh, when we got the chance to get Isaiah and, and watched him a little bit, uh, you know, we felt that that was our opportunity to gain a skilled player back. And, you know, we lose Ethan, we gain DJ. So we thought that was kind of fair. Uh, you know, when we, you get Parker Hendren, and I don't think people have seen the best of him yet and get rid of Casper. You know, all the all the blanks were kind of filled in when you're trying to draw up your roster. So, you know, DJ's a very skilled individual, wants to continue to play, 
you know, down the road, uh, you know, we felt it was necessary uh, just, you know, to give our group a little bit of a boost because it can be difficult, uh, you know, especially when you're not winning. Another part of the Everett deal was uh, Martin Fasco-Rudis, who didn't end up coming here, but you were able to move him for even more assets to the Saskatoon Blades to get Matei Tolman, who's in the lineup, has got a couple assists already, an extra draft pick, but also Kale Ashcroft, who I'm kind of guessing was kind of the centerpiece of that deal. Yeah, I think for us it's, uh, you know, again, we talk about the future and, and, you know, we want the future to be present pretty soon here but you know in saying that uh, we wanted to give ourselves another chance to have an 04 defenseman uh, you know we know and we can see and when you go through everybody's uh, you know rosters and lineups and depth charts uh, you know defense uh, are hard to come by and and anytime you give yourself a chance to get another one uh, of his quality and his nature you know we we had to jump on it I think and you know those things uh, aren't easy to do because uh, you know they're they're pretty coveted and for us uh, to be able to spin that it was good I think it's good for Saskatoon as well as they'll get a player that helps them solidify playoff stuff and and go forward and for us uh, you know we get the players back and uh, those were key things Uh, you know we don't have kill sign or anything and obviously we're going to try and do that here fairly quickly if we can and there is a process to that as well and uh, you know as all our O4s and you know they're pretty intelligent people that are making decisions on behalf of their son's future so you know what we just have to again uh, work at it and massage it and uh, make sure that we try and do the best we can you touched on uh, trying to get kale ashcroft signed you do have i think three of the draft picks from the 2019 draft uh, signed already but uh, maybe just a bit of an update if possible on uh, the process of trying to get some of those more uh, draft picks uh, signed and ready to go yeah you know for us it's uh, again uh, people are going to make decisions based on when they think their sons are ready to play and uh, you know, and I respect that. I think, uh, you know, we have quality families within the group. They're not going to make rash decisions. And, you know, again, uh, we'd sign them all tomorrow if we could. I, you know, I, I like all of them, you know, from all indications and reports, uh, you know, guys are, are really coming into their own and, and progressing and, and climbing. Uh, I think for us a little bit at the, at the beginning of the year was to make sure that, you know, guys hadn't flatlined and stayed the same. And, you know, I haven't seen everybody. I'm just going relying on our scouting staff to tell me that you know everybody's gotten better throughout you know the season and you know really now's the time uh you know guys are heading into playoffs uh, you know that's where the grind becomes if you can elevate your game and, and make sure that you're progressing and and getting better I think it's important but you know for us uh, again there, there's a process to it uh, the family you know has to make a big decision in their life uh, which way to go and uh, you you want to push the issue but you know that there's you know situations and time frames that that we have to adhere to on behalf of their families so yeah it's a good process you get to know people really well and you know you just be honest with them and, and and hopefully they seek the opportunity that is here. I mean, there's lots uh, down the road. I mean, certainly uh, we've emphasized it a lot. Uh, the 04 age group is important to us. Now with all the picks that we have in the 05, uh, you know, as somebody alluded to me the other day, you know, you got the, the tank a quarter full and now you need to get it to half. And, you know, it's important that we do that. And whether we sign guys today or tomorrow or the next day, we're just going to continue to work on it and build it and, and go from here. Getting back to some discussion about the the trade deadline and the days leading up to it, uh, what did the scouting staff see in Bodie Hagen that made you want to go out and make that buy? Well, you know what, uh, with Bodie, uh, you know, his intelligence uh, is something that we like. Uh, I've liked, I've watched, I've seen. Uh, you know, I think, you know, we were seeking other players that wouldn't maybe fit into, you know, 
playing with with other teams and when you kind of go through the trade deadline or go through teams you're looking for guys that maybe aren't put into positions that uh, they can succeed in that want more or even down the road and uh, you know Bodie is a guy you know he's he's friends with Sam McGinley so that is important a uh, to bring that together and you know I think B is uh, you know Bodie's an intelligent guy and I know his size isn't there, but his intelligence makes up for it. And, you know, we see a guy that can contribute, you know, as a second half of his 18-year-old year and his 19-year-old year. Um, yeah, I think for us, uh, just even watching him a little bit, of, you know, against us and, and watching, uh, you know, our scouting staff had, had seen him last year and, and made him, uh, you know, thinking that, you know, we need to follow him a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised that he, he made the jump this year. But, uh, you know what, for us, uh, I think we've got a real good young player that can come in and, and be strong uh, in his 19-year-old year. Well, you mentioned that word young, too, and I think that's kind of the mindset is try to get some players who, you know, next year or two years from now will become very, very good players in this league. So to add another guy in that 0-2 age group where you've already got a lot of young guys like DeClerc and Sam McGinley, those types of players, it really helps for not only now because they can play at this level, but even a year or two from now, they're going to be very good players. Yeah, you know, and that's, you know, throw Raph in there, you know, Connor in there. Uh, you know, they're, they're, those are guys that, uh, you know, we're going to need to depend on. And obviously, you know, signing Carter Stebbins is another O2 guy. And, you know, I think for us, uh, you know, those we need those guys to insulate some of the guys that are coming forward. And, you know what, uh, it creates opportunities for those guys. And we're excited about that. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it, it adds to the age group for sure. Uh, obviously, when you get those uh, you know kinds of situations or deals, and uh, we just thought it was important to bring another young player into the fold. We've done a lot of podcasting, and if we've already discussed this matter, forgive me, but uh, Carter Stebbings, you brought him up. Uh, he's a guy. He's a teammate of Parker Lalonde, who's uh, who's part of the organization in Saskatoon, playing midget there. What was it about Stebbings that uh, that made you want to make him the offer? Yeah, you know what? For us, uh, it was a lot about his chemistry with uh, with Negs. I think. Uh, you know, Cole and him had a great playoffs or a great season together last year. Um, you know, we just like the way they think and, and react and, and carry themselves. Uh, he's a very positive influence, uh, you know, on and off the ice. He does a lot of things the right way. You know, his coach in, in Saskatoon, Scott Sisson, speaks very highly of him. You know, we just wanted to bring, you know, another key member to the family a little bit. And, you know, we like the way he plays. He's very intelligent. And, uh, you know, we wanted to give him an opportunity to play at this level. You know, with his intelligence, it reminds me a lot of Bodie a little bit. And, uh, you know, his puck touches are, are phenomenal. Uh, I think one of the things that resonated with me the most was one scout told me that he puts pucks in spots that no one does. So, you know, when you watch that closely and, uh, yeah, it's great. I, I think uh, we're going to try and get him up here as soon as we can and uh, get him into a few games and get him accustomed to what life is about being a Bronco. Well, that kind of leads into what I wanted to ask you now. Uh, with the second half of the season well underway, uh, maybe chances in the coming weeks to see some of the younger guys get called up and play some more games to kind of show them the ropes. I know some guys have already played a handful of games, but a chance for them to get a few more in so they can get adjusted to the WHL quicker. Well, there's two folds to that story, I guess, and uh, you know, when you unfold the one page, we want them all here. Uh, but you know, in saying that, um, they play on other teams as well that are playing important games in important minutes. And if we think we're going through a flu bug, probably every other team in the country is. So you know, you have to manage that a little bit, and uh, we we just can't pluck players away. I think uh, 
you know, people think, well, just call this guy or call that guy or, you know, we want to play here or there. You know, unfortunately, we'd love to do that. But, you know, you have to respect that the teams that they're on, they're all playing for something. And, uh, you know, coaches are, are doing their best to, to preach a team game and then we're plucking them away. So, you know, it's it's important we get those guys here and, and understand that. But in the same breath, it's also important to remember that they're playing for that team first and us second. And uh, we'll try to utilize that. We want to see more guys, right? But uh uh, we just have to be cognizant of the fact that they play on other teams. You know, you mentioned that the, the teams are all playing for something right now. And what, what is it that this organization is coming to the rink and hoping to accomplish each day? Just to get better, Ryan. I think, uh, you know, we, you know, we're trying to create that, uh, you know, awareness of on how we want to do things. And with the, you know, the amount of bodies that we've exchanged over the last couple of years, it's, you know, obviously it's nothing you ever want to do or, or have to do. Uh, you know, we had the, the goal set of wanting to get our picks back until we had our own and, and we've done that now. You know, you hope that there's a little bit more stability. Obviously, you can't move players now. But, you know, I think it's just trying to create that culture of of doing things right, whether it's on or off the ice. And, uh, you know, just getting them to understand the daily routine. And, you know, when you have that exchange of, of bodies as we've had, and, and not that I really ever want that, but it had to happen for what, what the purpose was. But now it's, uh, you know, working with those guys, trying to get them better, trying to get them into that routine of, you know, being on time, going to the gym, getting the maximum of their ability, get your puck touches in, just improving yourself. Uh, make sure you're doing your schoolwork. Uh, you know, there's so many things that you want to make sure that they're accomplishing so that when they come back next year, it's routine. You know, we're going through that routine. It's the, it's the culture. It's the, it's everything. And there's never enough time in a day to, to create opportunities to learn. And, uh, you know, we've got lots to learn. And even as a coaching staff, uh, and then, you know, with everything that we do, uh, you know, you always want to learn, try and get better, uh, teach your players right from wrong and, and continue to progress. One thing we didn't touch on uh, in the coaches segment was the new leadership group. And you mentioned that word culture a couple of times and oh, that's kind of one of the big focuses on naming that leadership group is just trying to create some habits that'll last not only the rest of this year, but into the future as well. Yeah, you know what? The greatest thing about, uh, you know, having the opportunity is it creates opportunities to be leaders. And, uh, you know, we talk in today's world about millennials and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know what? We've got uh, five guys that we feel that, you know, can create that culture. And you know what? The greatest thing about uh, doing it the way we're doing it is they all all of our players had input on the way we want to do things. And, you know, you can obviously steer them in the direction you want them to go with, or if you think it's totally wrong, you can, you know, you can kind of massage that the way you can. Um, but those five guys uh, have been consistent with their message and consistent with the things that they've done, um, you know, throughout the course of the time that I've had them. Um, they're all men of high character. Uh, and when I say men, I, I like to use that word because, uh, it takes a lot to be a man in, in the Western Hockey League. Uh, there's a grind that goes with it, staying positive day after day, you know, willingness to get better, willingness to pull people to the gym, willingness to take them or give them a ride home. You know, all those things, uh, you know, it's difficult to stay positive, but those are five guys that we feel are important to our success, not only this year, but down the road. You know, when you talk about recruiting, you talk about guys that, uh, you know, obviously Jackson Kaluski, a guy that, 
uh, you know, was familiar with a little bit with me because I had chased waters in Saskatoon and, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons that he came here. So, you know, when you, you can recruit like that and your former players can do it for you, you, you know, that you're off, uh, you know, you're, you're in a good spot and, you know, to have the shared, uh, you know, assistance with the old ones with Hoker and, and, and bully, little bully, I guess we call them, but, uh, you know, just the way they approach things and their demeanor and their professionalism and uh, how they want to get better and they're working after ice or after hours and, and doing things right. And then, you know, just uh, have an Aussie there as well, just a very veteran player, carries himself very well, is not afraid to speak up in the room, uh, you know, and then you add the youngster, uh, Hank, and, you know, again, uh, he's cut from the same mold as, as Ethan Renier. Uh, just a fantastic person. Approaches the game very professional. Uh, we hope he's not getting burnt out because uh, he's played a lot of minutes as a youngster. But, you know, I've I've admired that young man for uh, a long time in his Bantam draft. Uh, you know, I saw things that you know, you know, led to this day. And I know people think that we were maybe rushing it or whatever, but if you heard him in the dressing room, if you saw the way he carried himself, if you saw the way he does extra things and helping out teammates, loading the bus, cleaning the bus, you know, all those things, you know, he's a natural leader. And, you know, he knows what this organization means to the city of, of Swift Current and surrounding area. So to have all those influences and all those decisions, uh, you know, going through the interview process a little bit on Sunday and, and talking with those young men, I, I was very happy with where they want this thing to go. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about that. I think uh, when you do that uh, type of thing and you make that statement and, and you when you can check a lot of boxes, you know you're doing the right thing. I want to ask you real quick, you know, you really elaborated there about Hendrick DeClerc getting a letter on his jersey. You don't see a lot of rookies in this league getting the opportunity to wear those letters. And another guy, you know, you touched on, you know, how DeClerc ended up getting that letter, but uh, putting one on Aiden Bullich as well. What uh, what was it about Aiden that led you to go that direction? You know what, his, his professionalism and the way he approaches things and how he stays even killed day in, day out. I think, uh, you know... It's important that uh, when you have highs and lows, and, and we have a lot of them uh, within the game, and, and maybe everybody thinks, ah, oh, you're low, and uh, but there's highs and lows, and if you can stay even-keeled, it's a positive. Last year when we uh, recruited Aiden and, and went after him hard, he's been a captain and a, or an assistant on other teams, and, and, and that doesn't go lightly. I, you know, when you talk about his previous coaches or talk to them, they speak nothing but positive. And, you know, we, we understand he's got a ways to go to learn how to, you know, be in certain situations. But for me, it was the even keel on a day-to-day basis. Uh, anybody that uh, has met him or talked to him knows that, uh, you know, he keeps it positive and he stays the same day after day. And that's tough to do in this business. So, you know, for me, I thought that was important. Uh, like I said, there's uh, an even keel about him that uh, exudes, you know, confidence. And uh, I think that's certainly uh, very positive for us. Well, Dean, this was awesome. I appreciate you giving us so much time and so much insight. I'm sure the fans will appreciate this. Uh, should be a fun weekend here against Moose Jaw. Absolutely. Thanks, man. You're doing a great job. Well, and you know what? Uh, this is a feature guest thing, so you do get to sign the stick for <laughs> oh! this one, too. <laughs> So it's a privilege, man. It's a privilege. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for making the time for us. It's Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original 16. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. 
Wrapping up another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. Certainly got a lot of mileage out of head coach Dean Brockman this week. Yeah, I always appreciate his time, and especially when he uh, pulled double duty for this week with the coaches segment and some uh, trade deadline in-depth uh, coverage. Big uh, thanks to him. I know he's a really busy guy every single day, but uh, appreciate him stopping by for probably, have, what, 30, 35 minutes total? Yeah, nice of him to join us, and uh, a busy weekend ahead, home and home against the Moose Jaw Warriors. Yeah, home on Friday, of course, so at the Players' Choice Chair night and uh, raising money for kids' sport. Again, the goal is to raise 1500 uh, dollars to help three kids with their minor hockey registration. That's on Friday on home ice. And then the Broncos jumping on the bus on Saturday, heading to Mosaic Place to finish off the home and home with the Warriors. Yeah, and you know what? A big night is going to be happening. We want to put this on fans' radar. The home game that we have against Medicine Hat on January 31st, uh, the Swift Current Broncos and Living Sky Casino partnering up for a night in support of the Downey Wenjack Fund. Now, what that is, uh, Channy Wenjack was a boy who in 1966, at age 12, ran away from his residential school to reunite with his family 600 kilometers away. He passed away during that journey, but the story of his bravery, uh, Gord Downey, former frontman of the Tragically Hip, who has also passed away, uh, he heard that story and started a fund as well. It aims to build cultural understanding and create a path towards reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples by building awareness, education, and connections between all Canadians. So, so what that means for fans on that game on the 31st, there's going to be a lot of fun activities happening. There's going to be 250 custom pucks provided by the Living Sky Casino handed out at the doors for the first fans there. Curtis Schwartz, local artist who's done amazing work. He, he's uh, done Isaac Poulter's mask. He did Stuart Skinner's mask for the time that he was here. And he's actually created a custom painted Gord Downey goalie mask that Poults is going to wear for that game designed specifically one night only and fans will have a chance to own that mask as well. Also, 100th Meridian, they're a tragically hip tribute band. They're going to be playing at the Living Sky Casino after the game. And at Living Sky Casino, there's a chance to win a $2,000 tragically hip prize pack. So a big night coming up in support of the Downey Wenjack Fund. That's going to be on the 31st against Medicine Hat. Yeah, and there's going to be shuttle service from the rink to the casino uh, following the game as well, so you can get right there and uh, enjoy the, the concert that's going to happen. But how cool is that? Poult is going to wear a custom mask for one game and it's going to be you have a chance to own the mask after the game that's uh, that's pretty awesome and I know there's a few tragically hip fans in town there's tons of tragically hip fans in town and we, we've kind of seen some prelim designs of this we haven't seen the finished product but it is amazing. A Gord Downey themed goalie mask that will be auctioned off during the game that Isaac Poulter will be wearing. We want to give a big shout out to the Diamond Energy Wildcats are going to be helping out with the 50-50. It's going to be a fun night as well. Downey Wenjack night, January 31st here at the Innovation Credit Union IPlex. A big thanks to our friends at Living Sky Casino as well for making that a memorable night. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week. we got a big show coming up next week where we're going to chat with a prospect who a lot of fans ask about, goaltender Reed Dick. Yeah, he's having a heck of a season. He's making that transition from uh, Bantam to Midget look quite easy with his Pembina Valley Hawks team and already uh, signed by the Swift Current Broncos. So looking forward to getting a chance to uh, chat with Reed about his season so far and kind of his goals uh, for the rest of the year and uh, for the future with the Swift Current Broncos as well. The future looks bright, and we're going down the pipeline. Brought to you by Crescent Point next week on Broncos This Week. That'll do it. Another edition of Broncos This Week brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.